Greetings, peasants. This is Tim, the Dungeon Master of the Knights and Nerds podcast. I want to say thank you very much for listening to this. Got a few quick announcements before we get into today's episode. And I just really want to quickly reiterate the most important thing is about our ongoing giveaway. Right now, we are giving away two sets of dice from our friends at nerdychicken.ca. They have a great website with a lot of really awesome RPG accessories. And while the giveaway is ongoing, you can get 15% off your order. But I'll get to that in a sec. First, about this giveaway. We have, I think, maybe 10 episodes left in this current adventure. That's my best guess, is that we'll probably wrap up with episode 59 or 60. Our main prize is a set of polished stone dice. Bloodstone, to be specific. And you can win them if you guess how the campaign ends. You don't have to guess exactly, but you know what? Like, the most accurate guess will win. To be eligible, just follow Knights and Nerds on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Follow Nerdy Chicken also on social media. They are at ChickenlyNerd on Instagram and Twitter. So that's step one. Follow us. Follow them. Step two. Tag three of your friends in any of the pinned giveaway posts on any of those platforms. And then step three. Send a direct message, a DM, if you will, on any of those platforms with your guests. You can also email us. Our email is knightsandnerdspodcast at gmail.com. Let me know what your guess is. Where does the final battle take place? Who lives, who dies, whether it's player characters or NPCs. The most accurate guess will win, and one random person will also win a set of ethereal vampire dice, which are not carved out of stone, but they're still very cool. They're sort of translucent with a red mist uh, in them. They're very cool, and I'm not happy that I have to give them away, but what are you going to do? And as I mentioned before, uh, Nerdy Chicken is doing a promo code with us for the duration of this uh, giveaway and probably extending up until the end of the campaign as well. Their website, nerdychicken.ca, and you can use the promo code NERDYNIGHTS, that's knights with a K, NERDYNIGHTS at checkout for 15% off your order. And second thing. We have been putting out episodes for two years as of today, and I want to really sincerely thank everyone who listens to us, whether you have been with us from the start or whether you have just found us recently. I appreciate you all the same. Anytime anyone, you know, likes one of our posts, uh, says any kind words, uh, you know, really does mean a lot. And the fact that anyone is still listening to us uh, kind of boggles my mind. So thank you very much. And if you are enjoying these episodes, you can really help us out by telling a friend about our show. You could leave a rating or review somewhere like iTunes or Facebook or wherever. I don't actually, some platforms, I guess, don't really do reviews. But anyways, before we rejoin our heroes, I'm just going to do a super quick recap of the giveaway. You can win a set of Bloodstone dice or a set of ethereal vampire dice. The Bloodstone, if you can be the most accurate guess, 
of how this campaign ends. So step one, follow us on social media. Also follow Nerdy Chicken. Step two, tag three of your friends on one of the pinned giveaway posts. And step three, submit your guess, either by direct message on social media, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, doesn't matter, or by email to knightsandnerdspodcast at gmail.com. Okay, that is enough of me rambling on. Let's rejoin our heroes, Candace, Katie, Matt, and Tom, otherwise known as Faye, Vanna, Spruce Lee, and Geladob Fabblestabble. Last time we played, you came face to face with the GD Mind Flayer, and you killed him actually kind of quickly. There were some some tense moments where everyone was stunned. And Matt almost died. It was close. I didn't even get unconscious this time. Okay. Spruce has been (laughs) unconscious a number of times. And that That was like just a scratch. Yeah. That parry, that parry came in handy. It did. Way to parry, Matthew Perry. (laughs) Burn my job. Because he's Matt. Matthew Perry. (laughs) Fine. fine. Matthew Perryed. Afterwards, uh, well, I should say during that combat, Rumok became dominated by the Mind Flayer, mentally dominated, and attacked Vanna, which wasn't cool. Definitely Not not, definitely not cool. And after the encounter, you went back to the airship where Rumok was seemingly excommunicated for the dishonor of having been t- overtaken by a mind flare. And the so during the battle, nobody died, but what did die was your relationship with the other Githyanki. <laughs> <laughs> that was the main casualty. So Grath and the people from his ship. Got onto an undamaged Githyanki ship, and there were some hostile words exchanged, and they d- said that they were done with you guys. So you are in Boldbrook with a Mind Flare head, um, <laughs> Rumok, and a whole bunch of dwarves. Who and, has the head? Uh, Rumok. Uh, did, actually, I think the other Githyanki may have taken it. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I think the Gith took it. Because when I was mm. talking shit, I was like, oh, you take our gift and you <laughs> don't even say thank you. And I was referring like, to the head. It's like you're, you're a, a cat bringing back a dead bird. Be like, here, this is a gift for you. It was. <laughs> I thought they would be happy and they were all grumpy. <laughs> Ungrateful bastards. So, Tim, you said that they took off in like um, a repaired ship. Does that mean they left their damaged shift in the, ship in the middle of the temple district? Sure did. Oh, they, that's going to be interesting em- to check out. They they uh, claim apparently claim had these- emptied. <laughs> <laughs> they they had emptied out. Well, you had witnessed them uh, taking things off of it, mm-hmm. so presumably they've probably taken a lot of valuable things. But yeah, there's there's a a wreck of a of an airship in Boldbrook. Uh, Elwyn and Brita are off of the ship and with you. And uh, we had someone waiting for us as well. Uh, oh, that was Rumak, right? Yeah. Well, he he stayed behind because he's got no no people anymore. But he was going to go like we told him about the blacksmiths. Yeah. Oh, right. OK. Yeah, I remember that. Hmm. 
So yeah, now we're in the city and we have to explain ourselves, basically. <laughs> what kind of a scene have we caused yeah. here? <laughs> a big one. Again. <laughs> <laughs> well, just to uh, recap something that happened in episode, I think, 49, at the tail end of 49, was that uh, Dane had told you that somebody had stolen a dragon bone from the temple. I don't believe it was the entire amount of dragon bone. I don't think he specified how much it was. Um, but in your brief interaction with him, he seemed very eager to strike back at whoever had taken it. And in the monastery where you slaughtered a whole bunch of monks and then <laughs> mind flare, you did find written clues that pretty much confirmed that they were responsible for that theft and that the dragon bone had been sent back to Pharaoh's point. Yes. Right. Was I around for that? I don't know. You were not there for okay. that. <laughs> I was going to say, this sounds not at all familiar. What language was were these clues in? I think. They, well, hang on. No, no, no. You were there for the written clues. Yeah. Oh. Was it after <laughs> he killed the mind flayer? It was. Yeah. Yeah, I checked out all the papers and stuff. Oh, uh, right. So, I mean, I guess we can kind of show... Did Either if we took it, just show it to Dane or explain what we found um, so that he knows who, who's responsible for taking it. Yeah, I'm assuming we're going to have to go back to the crash site and talk to Dane and deal with the crashed Githyanki ship. I think you ended... We ended last session at the crash site. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, can we make like a little <laughs> a to-do list of talking to people in this town? Because I love lists. Yes. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we definitely want to explain to Dane what happened in a little more detail. Mm -hmm. uh, tell him about that we were traveling with them and who they are. Um, but also that we hunted down the mind flares and and have information about where the bones are being kept. Then we also need to go and find, uh, or go back to the, the blacksmith shop and talk to Rumak and see if, I don't know, I guess just see if he'll join us since he's been kind of excommunicated from his clan. We already asked him. Well, he was kind of... Yeah, I think he just needed some time. He was pretty dejected at the time, yeah. I think we just sort of said to meet us there later. See if he'll come with us to uh, Tall Hill. Being a real bitch about being excommunicated. Yeah. What a baby. <laughs> John Wick didn't do it that way. <laughs> and what else is on your list? Yeah, in terms of Boldbrook, I don't. Is there anything else that we need to do here? I mean, I am somewhat uh, interested in the crash. <laughs> what? Yeah. I literally did not hear that. <laughs> Try and kill Alwyn. I believe he said oh. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I better get cured too. <laughs> right, we need a yeah, cleric. I'm going to talk to Dane first. Then he's essential. Yeah, he'll. I need a cleric. I could use some healing as well. Hmm. That's what Dane is, right? Um, is Dane a cleric? He at least uh, knows yeah, he's the head, head of the temple. Oh. I didn't know he was a cleric, though. I knew he was the head of the <laughs> temple. But. Two birds, one stone. Talk to Dane, explain stuff, and be like, hey, by the way, can you make me not want to kill my friends? 
All right, so maybe we should ask if if uh, if we get can better kind of, friends. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should ask if we can sort of um, maybe move into to Dane's office and and out of the commotion here to try and explain what's going on. Explain ourselves. Explain what just happened. All right. Is he okay. is yeah, he receptive to, to that? Let's let's walk up to Dane. Let's find yeah. him in the crowd. He's all in favor of getting you out of the public eye. Cool. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's take the whole team. Does Gilly try to kill Elwyn as soon as he sees him? <laughs> <laughs> I say like we would have separated them on purpose. I think he already took some brain damage this day. Okay. It's been a long day, yeah. Okay. So you you get into the familiar surroundings of uh, Dane's office. Dane's study, I should say. And you, like Elwyn is with you, everybody's there uh, except Brumach. Uh, and you bring him up to speed on the Mind Flayer problem? Yeah. <laughs> There's no minor problem. problem, just minor. Yeah, the first one is more just like apologies for the crashed ship in your town. You're traveling with these guys, trying to figure out all this nonsense. You know, give them the whole rundown. And we can say, like, you know, when we came here, they were they were allied with us. They were helping us out. Obviously, that's not the case anymore, but uh, they were friendly-ish when we got here. Yeah, I think it's a cultural difference. <laughs> <laughs> Some cultures don't like it when you steal from them. <laughs> Really? The raiding Weird. culture that, that literally only oh, yeah. had those items because they attacked us? <laughs> They're sensitive about that? Just a little hypocritical, huh? Yeah, it's like, another one of their many We stole this fair and square. <laughs> <laughs> Find so did stickers. I. Okay, so he's, he's sort of taking it all in as you're talking to him, uh, as well as can be expected. You've kind of given this this spiel like a, a number of times now like like to 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 Martin to other members of the alliance <laughs> we've learned how to be a little bit more concise with what we say now we've got, we got like it a, down to like a little a elevator pitch. Like, yeah <laughs> i just like the idea though that we always start with well we got a mind flare problem <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's your problem right there you got some mind flares <laughs> <laughs> and no spruces from Newfoundland. <laughs> okay, so he he's kind of you know re- reacting, I guess, as well as you would expect, um, given that he saw firsthand like the severed head and these weird alien Githyanki who had crashed in the middle of his city. Aside from bringing him up to speed, are you going to ask him anything? Yeah, we were coming back here to try and ask for their help. Um, especially now that we know their dragon bone was raided. We don't want the enemy to have them. And it'd probably be nice if they got that back so they could put the set back together. You know, it's it's <laughs> awful to break up a collection, a whole collection. Like sure. But yeah, we, we need some help. I, I more meant like your personal affliction. Yeah. <laughs> 
I need some help not killing Elwin. Oh yeah. Also, I'm cursed. <laughs> also, I'm cursed. <laughs> There's so much going on. BT dubs. I'm just cursed. concerned about the others. You know, I keep forgetting. Okay, well, if I guess if you're not gonna bring up the curse first, then <laughs> maybe I mean, Spru- please do, Spruce. Yeah, Spru- Spruce will jump in and just say, you know, yeah, the reason we came here is because we wanted to explain all this to you. And you know, last time we saw you, you had uh, mentioned how you your clan is nearby, and and uh, if we're to believe that that uh, these mind flayers are are essentially building an army with new life and and with a bunch of thralls then we kind of wanted if nothing else just to increase our numbers um try and get a bunch of people that will ally with us to to take these these things on we don't know how many mind flayers there actually are but we know that there are a lot of uh, people enthralled by them so we need numbers and Spruce is just going to say, like, I, I want to make this clear. When we came here, we were really, we were going to be really asking for a favor, asking for help. But it's, uh, it's pretty obvious now that this isn't just for us. I mean, they're right in your own town as well. They're, it's not like they're um, only in Pharaoh's Point and, and we're looking for help from there. They're right under your nose and you didn't even know it. So this is almost, while it is a favor to us, it's essentially your duty to your city as well. Okay, so he's he has a a mountain of evidence in front of him that, like what you're saying, perfectly matches up with that. So he he doesn't really need a lot of convincing. I guess he would, he would be curious as to like he knows that you went to find Dragonbone, supposedly to find Kalira, but I guess you probably had explained to him in your in your tight five <laughs> that that's that wasn't quite right. Uh, and and his dragon bones were stolen for this other purpose. I'm guessing all that got got kind of lumped lumped in. Is yeah, that right? the whole false flag. Yeah, you know, true enemy situation. Okay, so he's very eager to learn more about the possibility of reclaiming what was taken, if that's possible, mm-hmm. like from his temple, and. He's already essentially told you that his clan is mobilized because of what happened with the the bones being stolen. Awesome. Hence also the airships patrolling around the uh, the city. Nice. He's ready for a scrap and he's ready to to throw in with with you. He would sort of want to know like what what to expect. You'd ask are they going to march on on my city? You know where where should I expect to to find this this enemy? So then, I mean, we can explain kind of our plan, which was to to go to Tall Hill and try to lure them out there. No, I think we were just going back to Tall Hill as like our final destination for calling in our allies. But they were bringing back the bone that they stole to Pharaoh's Point. Ah, uh, true. So if they're doing the ceremony or or whatever, um, it look it's looking more like it it may be in Pharaoh's point. Yeah, we're just gonna have to take the fight to them. I mean, it still seems like we have essential items to complete uh, their goal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Elwin would would also reiterate that 
whoever, I guess, whichever leader they have among them uh, is orchestrating all of this. They they don't have the components that they need. Like the dragon bone is one piece of that. Mm-hmm. But you guys have the other things that they that they need, so they can't they can't complete it themselves at this point. Yeah, we have the engraved gems, the eye-sized diamond that isn't what it seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then in, we should try be able to try and lure them out then, right? They're going to ha- I mean, they need these items and we have them. So if they want to do their thing, they're going to have to come get them. I guess I also just reminded myself that one of those things was a large source of magical power and we always assume that was um Agarand, was er- it? Arazax. Yeah. Uh, he's in Pharaoh's Point still, right? Yeah. Well, as far as we know. Yeah, so that could be quite a danger, because if they're putting in enough effort to come and steal Dragonbone from here, then I wouldn't be surprised if they've already taken action to, yeah, gain that magical power from Arazax. Mm. That's something to worry about in the future, but... But then, so what, is our plan then to go to Pharaoh's Point and try to lure them out there? Basically, because of these items that we do have? I'm still not exactly sure. I think we'll <laughs> we'll know more as we continue on. For now, this is definitely just trying to get everyone informed and uh, making like a rally cry. I mean, pretty much, to be ready. if nothing else, we can at least tell him we don't expect anything to be really to be going down in Boldbrook. Because it's either most likely it's either going to go down in Pharaoh's point or it's going to go down wherever we draw them out to, which won't be bold Brook. So yeah, for Dane, I don't think he has to worry about someone kicking down his doors, but what might be beneficial would be to have, uh, if he has a way that we can communicate to him on, you know, short notice to, to mobilize wherever we do decide to go. Can I point out that somebody Last episode, found a pair of sending stones. Oh, yeah. Give that man a sending stone. Yeah, but do we want to be giving him specifically the one end of the sending stone? I, I would ask him first if he, he might have some. He is a, a pretty well-off individual. He has, like, some some magic users in his uh, under his command who can use, like, a, a sending spell if necessary. Well, yeah, I know, that it's doesn't up to really you. help. I'm, but... open, I'm, I'm all openly asked, like in conversation, not like off the books. But yeah. I do have a pair. If Dane thinks it would be a good thing, and the party thinks it would be a good thing, good thing for him to have have one end of that, and that's totally fair. I think it would make the most sense because just because he has people who know sending, I mean, that doesn't help us communicate with him. Really, they have to be the one to initiate that. So when we need to get a, hol- a hold of him, it makes a lot more sense to be able to just use a stone okay I'm totally fine with that does Dane approve of this but I mean isn't Elwyn here yeah couldn't he just give him a tattoo for the tattoo trust Mm. that's a good point throwing Um, it out there uh, (laughs) Elwyn how do you feel about that our war council could just literally be there at the snap of a like a finger it's true okay I like that Candace give yourself inspiration oh yeah so I guess this is a point where we would explain to him, I mean, to a degree, you know, there, I think there's levels within the tattoo trust, but in general, that there is a group that we've organized and 
basically offer him to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. More so we could just like there's a a group of people that we trust for these plans currently. I mean, any of them could be turned, we don't really know, <laughs> like we said, but like I said, they you can ping anybody, right? So this is like sending, but it's a way that we can mm-hmm. have instant contact. He can have instant contact with us if they ping us. Elwin, is this possible? Uh he would need some time to create some more of these uh magical ink, but he could do it. Uh, so you could spend like a day in, uh, like a day or two in Boldbrook. We definitely That gives Dane time to think about what tattoo he wants to. <laughs> Tell him <laughs> we, it has to be something. Have his consultation. <laughs> it just, it, like it has to be something along the lines of like spruce rocks or like a lower back tattoo. Or <laughs> I love dragons. I don't know. <laughs> Dwarves only have their all lower back. <laughs> He gets a tattoo of a beard under his beard. Oh. Yeah, I guess if anything, we're just saying to him, like, this is a choice to join and it's not necessarily just like a temporary thing. And just like, because we were involved with him earlier with kind of shifting the, the power um, in the city. And we sided with him. Mm hmm. So, but this isn't about like classic power structures. This is like the new world system. It's people from all walks of life working together. And he needs to actually be on board with that ideology. So I'm just, I just want to give him forewarning. I don't think he was really ever in it for the power. He's the lead. He's the, just the head of the, the temple. So he's just, he was there to protect the dragon bone and everything. So. Yeah, it's just to say that, like, this this isn't something that answer, answers to a king. He won't be treated, you know, with royalty in this group. He'll be an equal among everyone there. There's people involved who don't always work on the up and up, and he needs to be respectful of that as well. Because, I mean, like, yeah, the Thieves Guild is a big part of this, and they're active in his city. He can't throw a fit over it. That <laughs> yeah, that doesn't have to <laughs> among be, other things. That doesn't have to be a detail that's ever brought up. No, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I just wanted to make sure we're giving him forewarning that, like, this is how it is. It's your choice to join, but if you join, yeah, you know, it's, it's what we say. You're sure. I'm trying to give it an air of importance and uh, keep control on our side. Yep. He's sort of stroking his beard as you're talking, and he. He slowly nods and says, I've always been very severe with my enforcement of the law, but that only extends within this city. And if I am too narrow-minded, I won't be of help to anyone. He says, I, I, I will try to be less judgmental for the greater good. Fantastic. Wonderful. Okay, so then, Gilly, uh, now you need to figure out your whole thing of being cursed. So, yeah, we'll put L1 to work on that. And we'll, that'll get into motion. And then, yeah, humbly request. Oh, yeah. By the way, do you have like a spell of remove curse or anything? I keep wanting to kill L1 real bad, like once a day at least. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, he shrugs. He's like, oh, yeah, curses? No problem. <laughs> You think you could cast that on me? He approaches you and sort of puts his hand on your shoulder 
and lifts up his his walking stick and it there's you can sense this pulse of magical energy as he mutters some incantation and you feel not super different i don't know if you still have the urge to kill but you don't have the urge to kill elwin anymore <laughs> that is good Yay! I guess I would take this opportunity to ask him, with all his arcane knowledge, just to say, like, uh, I seem to have been cursed by this artifact, and, and I'll describe, like, the, the diamond. Um, would he know anything about how to handle or carry or, like, keep this item to avoid being cursed again? Dane has heard of curses before, but... Nothing that can be like projected through an orb um, the way that you're describing. So this is kind of like a very foreign type of power that you're describing to him. So he's he's kind of at a loss. Well, then I'll just let him know that like, you know, this is related to the mind flayers. So you got a big temple. If you could just ask around, keep that in mind. That'd be super useful. I appreciate all the help. Oh, yeah, I wanted to talk to the team. Uh, we don't really have a ride anymore <laughs> to Tall Hill. You, you think we could get like an airship lift out of this guy? We've got this semi-destroyed airship that's flown by people's minds. I wonder if it could be repaired and like fitted with some... Retrofitted? Yeah, with, with a... A wheel? With wheels? <laughs> <laughs> no, a wheel like a steering wheel, or with wheels. Or with wheels I guess. Just this giant car that we <laughs> like eight horses pulling it. <laughs> it looks like a dragon, but on the road. <laughs> I love that. Of course, with flaming bunnies above it too, like because it only looks like a dragon from below. Sure. If there's anybody who does fan art, this is your chance. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see this. Mm-hmm. So what, you think we should ask him about that too? Well, or, I mean, yeah, see if, if they have the means of repairing slash, yeah, fitting it with, with some type of flying device, or if they can just give us a ride. I mean, he's got a bunch of ships now here. So I proposed the idea to Dane about if he could get us in contact with someone, if he approves, possibly fixing up or getting our own kind of air travel. Uh, put together. Oh, there's there's many skilled craftsmen in my city. I'm sure with a little bit of gold we can we can repair the damage to the existing hull. Uh, but there's, I guess, like there's no flying mechanism. No, we'd have to install something. So you'd have to yeah. you'd have to secure some dirigibles. Hmm. What? Where the hell would we get those balloons? What fancy words are you? <laughs> Dirigibles, like a blimp. Dirigibles, yeah. I'm just picturing fuzzy little animals. Dirigibles. Not- I'm picturing a didgeridoo. <laughs> <laughs> that can be our horn on our new airship. Our custom built airship. didgeridoo on the back. <laughs> of our ship that's pulled by eight horses and looks like a dragon. <laughs> no, we scrapped that idea. We want it to fly. Floaty, floaty dragon. <laughs> Hang on just one sec. I'll look up the cost. 
Oh, don't look it up. Just vastly, vastly <laughs> underestimate how much this actually costs in game. Also, it's just going to tell you to go to three other pages anyway. <laughs> just on sea expense. <laughs> just Dane. That's fine. Well, I'll come up with the money. <laughs> Gilly's already like sorting through his coins. It's like, oh, okay. Tim, we're just going to need another like you know, a few extra episodes to take a whole tangent and go farm some gold. Yeah. <laughs> side quest. It's time, time side, side quest. Week. We need to go rob it's and like small a bunch of side quests right now. Take a course in flying mind controlled build, ship repair. Build up our XP know. and level up a little bit first. First off, two things. An actual game. For storyline, when it's like, oh, the threat has come. It's finally here. We're like, okay, I'm just going to do all these side quests. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, we're at level eight right now. I would love to be at level 10 when we go to that final battle. <laughs> just yeah. throwing that out there. Yeah. Okay, and then also, we killed a Mind Flayer. No level? Yeah, no level? what happened here? Huh? Hey, you know what? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. We <laughs> 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 killed a fucking Mind Flayer. How many, if we were to just go out like into the wilderness and start like killing squirrels, how many, how long would it take us <laughs> to level, level up? Before the king of squirrels showed up and slaughtered us? <laughs> Probably like a couple weeks. You would have to drive every species of rodent to extinction. Um, I cannot do that ethically. Yeah, but then we get the achievement for it. Yeah. Like, extinction achievement. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I've got the leveling situation under control, okay? Yes. I'll just get that out of the way. I mean, every time he gives us more levels, he can just make everything else stronger, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but we get cooler stuff. <laughs> it is cool. It's real cool. I can run on water as if that's useful. <laughs> okay, Jesus, calm Maybe down. Maybe the mind flare at the end will be across a pond. Yeah. It'll be the only <laughs> that <laughs> Or we'll be just below level and he'll put a pond in front of us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, now you have to can use that. <laughs> just so you guys know, I mean. He's going to be in a waiting pool. A waiting pool. <laughs> uh, money isn't an issue because Faye can just put on a show and then everyone will just throw money at her. We also have lots. You have. Oh, we have lots now, eh? We never use it for anything. So <laughs> I'm going to say, yeah, we have lots. I gave a lot of mine to Lilith. When we left her way back when. <laughs> Did I let you do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we talked it through, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the repairs and to get a uh, a balloon. <laughs> like to, get a, to get a whole new ship, like brand spanking new, would be 20,000 gold Oh, pads. my God. <laughs> okay, well, we don't have that much. Vanna, you're whoring yourself out. There's a lot of value in that. In that trip we were on, like, sure, it kind of crashed officially, but we were trying to land, so it's kind of a crash landing. Gilly, you need to go work the corner. <laughs> Brand those cheeks. <laughs> <The> magic cheeks? <laughs> yeah. Use that mage hand to get some extra points. Oh, no. I'll say, I'll say, like, the. The repairs and the balloon would be like a thousand gold pieces. Um, and then a few hundred more if you want a, an actual crew and have your own ship. What about just like a fancy sports car? <laughs> Those don't exist. <laughs> the equivalent of a fancy sports car. 
a fan a sports a cart. fancy yes. horse cart. A fancy horse cart. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, or you, or you can be passengers on another ship. Whatever. Is he really not going to like just help fork over some like stuff for us to help save the world? Well, we have to no. Acquire that's that's it. fairly reasonable. If he's saying a thousand gold and in a brand new ship is twenty thousand, Gilly's interested. It's a good deal, guys. Yeah, but do we have that much? I don't think we have that much gold. And enough for a crew? I have 800 gold on me. Well, just shy. I'll also, you know what? Uh, I'll point out that um, Gilly made an advance in Tall Hill to help fence some of those or to help sell some of those magic items that you found. So you may be getting gold once he goes back there. That's true. Mm hmm. At the very least, I think I can make an initial like down payment to uh, to sort this out. I may be able to make some deals too. Maybe I can get Faye to teach her the art of negotiation. Katie, what do you have for gold? Three hundred and forty-five gold. Yeah, I've got two hundred. I've got five hundred. So I mean, we have enough. I do have some like just raw talent that I can use to get us money. If I just sang one of my amazing songs, people just give me their money. Not in Boldbrook, though. They'll probably remember you. And they loved me here, aside from the fact that I've destroyed their town twice. Actually, right. Yeah, you're kind of a celebrity. Now, we don't really know if it's famous or infamous, <laughs> but either way, we can capitalize on that. <laughs> I mean, we're the very group that brought a, a ghost dragon to town, and now aliens in a flying dragon ship. Yeah, they might. What will you bring next time? <laughs> yeah. Just you yes, to find out. Demon. It's like the ghost dragon thing was like, hey, everybody, look what we brought. Check this out. We'll just kill it. Faye's <laughs> <laughs> charismatic ability, we can spin it. So it's like, those things are going to happen to you anyways. We were here to save the day. <laughs> those gifts were getting brought by some group of heroes anyway. <laughs> might as well have been us. <laughs> History's written by the bards, okay? Yeah, that's true. All right, so either way, let's make what we're gonna make a down payment to to Dane here. So let's give him some money, and uh, and then go. Yeah, where do we look like here? How how much do I have to offer up from my? We can pay the full. We have enough to pay the full thousand. Yeah, it's just who who gives what? So you guys figure that out amongst yourselves. I'd be willing to give up five, like five hundred, and and cover half of it at least. All right, Faye, can you do three hundred? Yep. Okay, so that brings us up to eight. I can do... I can do another, like, 200 or something. Well, then that's the full... Oh, and then I'll cover whatever the cost is for the crew, I guess. So how much would it be for the crew? Well, let's say, let's say 200. All right. And that would last uh, like a month. I think we may have a potential to get at least one crew member working for free in, in Rumac. Okay, so this will be a few days that you'll be in Boldbrook while these repairs are done. And while the balloon is blown up around the clock by various dwarves. So aside from like, you're going to chat with Rumak, but uh, other than that, were there any, is there anything that you were going to uh, explore here? Or are you going to kind of try to keep a low profile? Uh, probably a low profile. Definitely need to rest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good night's sleep. But I guess that's like the first night. Okay. So everybody has a long rest. Are we going to, like, bunk at the 
uh, the blacksmiths. Is that like available to stay in? Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Like that that sort of hidden hidden basement sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess no one's using it. Kind of reminds you of your old hideout. Yeah. We we kill the people to get it. We just live there now. <laughs> Before you leave Dane's office, he's like, uh, "Listen, this is a very weird thing to say, but I have this extra chaise that I never <gasps> use. Does anybody want it?" Yes. It's awesome. Uh, it's a little short because it's for a dwarf. I don't care. <laughs> I just wipe a tear from my but eye. If you just put an ottoman uh, at the end of it, it's fine. <laughs> Swipe a tear from the corner of my eye. Thank you. And then I get my invisible servant who's strong enough in this campaign to carry a chase. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so everyone's long rest feels very, very much rejuvenating. Restful? Almost. Very restful. A very restful rest. <laughs> which brings you all up to level nine! Yeah! We can do the leveling up like in between sessions, so... Mm-hmm. Katie gets some pretty freaking cool spells at, at level nine. Ballin. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited. She gets like a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I genuinely meant to sound excited. <laughs> yeah, let, me read, let me read one of them. Conjure Barrage. So it affects... It's like a 60-foot cone. So it's essentially like a machine gun <laughs> that hits... Every every creature in a 60-foot cone has to make a dexterity saving throw or takes 3d8 damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. Jeez. That's every creature in a 60-foot cone. Get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> That's amazing. So, well, Candace, what is Faye... Is Faye going to try to find some place to perform? Like, maybe use a disguise kit or if something? If we had gold, then, 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 I'm not going to. <laughs> Are you going to perform for your captive audience? <laughs> I don't think, you know, the whole point is I made a song about asking people for their money. <laughs> so that we can- well, cause Gilly does want to go back to the pub that we were involved with burning down. <laughs> we're involved. With- <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make sure they're actually doing okay. You probably saw it on your, on your walk to the, to your present uh, quarters. They're they're rebuilding it. It's not it's not fixed up yet. It's been like what? Okay, it's been well, like, like a week. I would make a tri- I would make a trip over, and I would either spend significant money there or or give money to their cause. Okay, so I'll, I'll give them fifty. Well, forty eight gold because I'm looking to wrap. <laughs> Ask if you can get a keg to go. <laughs> Bring it back to the blacksmith. Yes, please. It's not a bad idea. You can like find forty-five right. gold donation, and they'll buy some beer. <laughs> <laughs> you can like do that thing where you stand on top of it and like wheel it back to, to the blacksmith. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, you can gain inspiration for supporting the working man. Aww. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's all just a pretense to make good relations for the upcoming guild. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always making deals, man. It's all connections. Got a network. Planting those seeds. So we don't need me to sing for money. You, you're more than welcome we to. need you to. <laughs> okay, so while the airship is being repaired and while um, 
Elwyn is preparing the magic ink. Um, are you going to talk to Rumok? I, didn't I already get him to tell us stuff beforehand? Yeah, he, he mentioned some things. He was kind of, uh, kind of in shock and depressed. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind talking to him if you, unless you guys wanted to. Gilly, did you have something you wanted to say to him specifically? No, like, I, I'm not sure, but I, I would be there. I would, like, go with you to talk to him. All right, like, so we're just trying to, like, just say, hey, like, again, kind of our pitch from before that he's out on his own, but we'd be more than happy to have him with our band of misfits. Yeah, I think Gilly would even appeal more, like, directly as, I, I think you would do the heart to heart. And then I would come from, like, hey, like, we still need to continue our mission. We were allied for a brief amount of time. We had similar goals. We have a ship that's being built. We're going to need help with that. And like just getting his honor back in a way that we are going to still fight these mind flares. And it won't matter that you're not with your people, but you can still take some down. Yeah, I'm kind of trying to offer him a job. All right. So with, uh, with Gilly helping, uh, Faye, roll a persuasion check. 27. I don't even know why I'm bother asking for fuck's sake. <laughs> Part of him felt like, you know, that it was his own his own failure of of character for being taken over by uh, a mind flayer. But he he's like very motivated to um, have a chance to right that wrong. So he'll he'll band up with you as long as he's convinced that uh, the. I guess the pa- the path that you're on means killing mind flayers. All right. So after a couple of days, you get to uh, you know spend some time keeping a low profile in Boldbrook, but you're then notified that your repairs to your airship have been completed, and you're sort of, you're you're brought back to Upper Boldbrook, where this familiar shape of this ship is is. Already, already floating, but it's it's sort of like tethered to the ground with a whole bunch of ropes. It's the you can you can see the parts of the hull which have been repaired, where there were no balloons before. There is a large uh, dirigible which is doing the whole flotation thing. It's been given a, a sleek new paint job, especially on on the is it the prow with like the dragon head on it has been. Painted silver instead of red. Ooh. Because we're the ghost dragon people? No. Well, you know, the, the temple is a temple of Bahamut, who's the, like the platinum yeah. dragon. But they don't have platinum as a paint color yet. <laughs> so silver's the best. Yeah. And Dane's sort of waiting there with a, a retinue of his personal guard and sort of admiring the, the new color scheme of the ship and he he says well i guess it's fitting for for a ship to be named before its maiden voyage that's very true who normally uh has the honor the shipbuilder maybe who was in charge of the repairs it was just some some skilled tradesman but it's the it's typically the role of the uh owner of the sh- ship i guess which as the DM would technically be Gilly because he forked over the most goals. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, geez, guys. <laughs> Need a good name for our ship. Mm. 
Shippy. <laughs> Said we need a good name for the ship. <laughs> we named our dog Dog. What is this our what is this our dog talk? <laughs> he was mine first. He was not yours first. He was cool. mine always, and I miss him so much. So it still looks like a dragon. Yeah. But it's like a patchwork dragon. Hmm. I was thinking, oh, a dragon and shit mixed together. Drip. That's worse. <laughs> <laughs> Might be better than shagging. <laughs> How many more days are you going to spend in Bullbrook naming this ship? That's what I was just thinking. The rest of the episode is just spitballing ideas for the ship. Tarun sucks. <laughs> <laughs> With an X, S-U-X. Do we want something cool or funny? Whatever you want. Name it Drakar, the dragon-powered longships of the Vikings. Ooh. Well, Done. the dragon proud. I said that wrong. Who's clicking? D-R-E-K-A-R. Drakar. Drakar. Oh, wait. Like the, like the cologne? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't smell us coming. <laughs> Drakar Noir. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. We're just call it the patchwork. Just call dragon. it not, not your ship. <laughs> so when the Githyanki see it again, they'll be like, "What the fuck? <laughs> not your ship? <laughs> what ship is that? <laughs> not your ship." I think Shippy was a real solid choice. <laughs> <laughs> it might be the best we've had so far. <laughs> yeah, Marty McFly. <laughs> oh, I like it. Marty? Yeah. That Marty is a pretty good McFly. name. I just call it Marty. McFly. I like that. McFly! All right. Marty McFly. It has to be Marty because I'm going to call the ship Marty. Martin. Martin's going to feel like they were named McFly. for him. <laughs> he wishes. All right. And uh, you have Rumak as part of your crew. You have four dwarves, one of whom is a familiar dwarf named Rangrim. It's all about cranking. Oh. Hey, buddy. You know, I paid extra money for the good grips on the cranks on this ship, eh? <laughs> oh, look at those grips. Yeah, I'll see you out there. Brand new grips. They're nice and nice and soft on my calloused hands. <laughs> just because we own the ship doesn't mean we won't be out there cranking. Oh, God. Oh, I wouldn't be here if there wasn't any cranking to be done. Another Excellent. Episode. Good man. No. I never... Never been on a ship shaped like a dragon before, though. It's a new adventure, my friend. You know what they say, you crank crank on one, you crank on all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Just a whole cranking episode again. One crank's as good as another. Uh, one good crank deserves another. <laughs> there, probably something. That sounds legit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tim, what was his name again? Rangrim. And then three other dwarves? Yeah. They don't have names, eh? I'm sure they do. So okay. it'll, it'll be like two two rotating shifts where um, they'll help like sort of um, like be spotters and, and to navigate and, and steer if need be. Cool. That's pretty incredible. You guys want to pick rooms? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Pick the biggest one. Captain's quarters. Put my shays. Yeah, we'll have your <laughs> shay brought in. 
I just want the one furthest away from everybody else. Good job social distancing. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> social distancing is Vanna's middle name. <laughs> Vanna social distancing. Uh, what is it? White Helsing. White Helsing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a mouthful. Rolls right off the bat. <laughs> it definitely rolls right off the bat. Yeah. Shooting someone with an arrow is how she shakes hands. <laughs> <laughs> so just a question. I don't know if I'll leave this in or not, but um, plan is to go to Tall Hill, have the rest of the dragon bone synthesized, and then use use airships to drop some of it onto Pharaoh's Point, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, and then get a whole bunch of it to Martin and Madrash. Um, mm-hmm. And... I mean, originally we were going to give a whole bunch of it to Arizax. Not anymore. Backstabbing yeah. bitch. Well, we still made that deal depending on how much he holds up on his end. Just because we have an issue with de- get the gift doesn't mean we can't continue whatever weird negotiations we have. I'm just saying either way, we want to provide the cure to Pharaoh's point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know- so will you be, do you think... I don't know if you'll know the answer to this, but do you think you'll be going along for that ride? Or is this something that you'll have like Dane's airships uh, deploy? If he's interested in assisting with that, then maybe we could take like some airships could follow to Pharaoh's point and pick up the supplies and bring them. You mean follow to Tall Hill? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Might not be a bad idea because then we can kind of, while we're in Tall Hill, we can stay there and start kind of strategizing. I mean, we can yeah. even head out first to see what kind of the supplies are like and get things moving. And he can send the ships a little bit behind because yeah. he's going to have to ready them and whatever he might else he might need to prepare. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll they'll follow you up a couple of days later. Okay. I did want to. Um, just because we have a ship now and we are going to Tall Hill next to try and buy some general supplies um, to fill our ship with to bring. Mm-hmm. So things like lumber and fabrics and like, because Tall Hill's kind of de- of a d- developing town. So things that would be useful for the citizens there. Okay. How much are you wanting to uh, to spend on that? Not sure exactly. I can't imagine... Like base necessities are too expensive, but no, they're not really. Um, I guess only if you're interested in buying the special enhanced wood of Bullbrook. Have we talked? What's that? Have we talked about that before? Wasn't it Bullbrook that has like the magic arrows because uh, of their? Yeah, yeah, they have like the yeah. iron wood. My bow is made out of the wood from here. Right. Scorpion hawk. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Metal. <laughs> He's only been further improved, too, with enchantments and shit. It's f- super awesome. <laughs> um, no, I'm more looking for, like, base, like, <laughs> building supplies and uh, warm fabrics, functional materials. Okay, yeah, you can get a fairly healthy supply for, um, you know, less than 50 gold. All right, I will give a full 50 gold towards that. Yeah, that'll fill up a lot of the hold of the ship. Great. And then you can also like part of that, I guess, would also be like f- enough food for for you and the 
crew for like a month. Oh yeah, some food supply. I just don't know how much uh, <laughs> Tall Hill gets in the way of deliveries. Hmm. Yeah, not a not a huge amount. I mean, they're kind of a just in between a village and a hamlet. Mm-hmm. We doubled the population, so got big plans. Attracted uh, from it too, Ghost Carson. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, I, was I the only one that when he said uh, base necessities started singing the bare necessities? No? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes <you> were. <laughs> I was like, yeah. not anymore. Here are, but here are your base necessities: some fabric, wood, so restities. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're going to be performing in Tall Hill, then. Yes. <laughs> Whenever we hand them out to people, here are your base necessities. Here you go, old lady. Here's a two by four. <laughs> Enjoy it. She'd probably be pumped. <laughs> Not satisfied with this? Here's a ten yards of burlap. <laughs> yeah. So you all board Marty McFly after it gets loaded up with yeah. Uh, with the base necessities <laughs> <laughs> and the dwarves that are now part of your crew help you with a smooth ascent into the sky as you point north and leisurely set off towards Tall Hill. Way to crank it, boys. <laughs> mm. Vanna's few words are just encouragement for cranking. the most Vanna has said in, like, <laughs> several days. I appreciate a good crank, having cranked myself. I know what it takes. Oh, God. I think she's starting to enjoy air travel. <laughs> okay. What do you think your characters would discuss with each other, if anything, during this uh, journey to Tall Hill? So what's the plan when the mind flares come? <laughs> We're going to go to Tall Hill. We're going to make this cure. But then what? <laughs> We're just hoping at some point we run into them. And have something. I don't know if we know. I mean, we're sticking together. We're trying to get people ready. But I don't think I'm ever going to be able to predict what a mind flare is going to do. Just want to be prepared. The issue is like, so we're on our way back. We send, you know, Dane to go distribute the cure we're like curing all these people so they can't be taken over but then let's say we run into the mind flare and it's just us like we run into like the army or the army of thralls it's not gonna like we can be like all right everyone it's time to meet us here in three days but what, how would we just run mm. into them what do you mean because they're waiting for us somewhere or they have someone on the inside of our trust and we haven't seen in a while and they tell them where we're gonna be yeah. You're giving me too much credit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, those are all things we can't predict. Like, uh, I can only plan for what we can work on. And so far, I think that's what we've been doing. Is giving everyone the best chance to survive, not just us. So I don't, I don't know where the final fight's going to go down. I'm just saying, if we were on a ship for a couple of days, I think that would be brought up. Oh, for sure. And that's, that's what Gilly would, would just talk through. That's what I'm saying in character. Also, during this flight time, Rangrim would ask any of you if you're interested in, in learning how to steer the ship. Heck yeah. <laughs> anyone else? Does anyone have a box? <laughs> oh, hey. I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
boy. What would this be? Is it animal handling because it's shaped like a dragon? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say survival. I thought, like, because it was, af- was it cranking was athletics or something last time? Well, cranking is just cranking. That's there's no, crazy. I mean, I don't want to say there's no skill to it, <laughs> but there's, it doesn't require. Uh, but didn't we, you, you know, didn't we roll athletics checks last time? Yeah. Right. But like, this is the wheel to steer. And like, and you know, Spruce would be up there too. He wants to see, see how to steer. Yeah, I think I would be too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right, geez, everyone's engaged. Not me. Is Faye? No, what do you? What's I guess Faye if doing? everyone went up there, I'd kind of go too, but I would not be paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> what would you be doing? Writing songs, looking out at the view, you know, Faye stuff. Okay, so can everybody give me a d twenty roll for survival? <laughs> Face stuff also involves just like looking around shiftily at everyone because they're all mind flares. Still suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Spruce roll. I'm going to use my inspiration. Already. Matt's in the middle of his like spruce yeah. roll. I'm going to use my inspiration. It was a terrible roll. <laughs> it's like Gilly's piloting and Spruce steps up and. Kelly shoves him back out of the way. No, I'm not done. I can't see. I need to be in front. Sorry. So how'd your inspiration go? I rolled better. Thank you. I got a, a 20 now. Ooh. I also have- it would have been a six. Spruce also has a 20. I got a measly 16. Actually, you're a 17 now that you're level nine. Oh, prof- okay. Yeah. 17. So all your, everything you're proficient in will go up by one. Uh, we'll okay. get to that. So it's a 17. So with all those rolls, everyone is, is fairly apt at turning a wheel. Yay. <laughs> Yay. We're so smart. It, it's not that easy though. It's like trying to back up a car with, that has like a trailer attached to it and you're re- like reversing mm-hmm. and you're like, mm-hmm. it's very counterintuitive. Yeah. It looks like a dragon. Mm, but and it looks like a dragon when you're doing it. Rumac was a great teacher. He's just like, yeah, more, more that way. No, no, uh, less that. More of correctness. <laughs> and everyone on the ship just feels sick after all this because we're <laughs> everyone's just driving it. If there were airship police, you might be pulled over. <laughs> okay, so after like your airship with this new setup, uh, it, this new method of flight. Is not as fast as you're used to. So it does take you a couple of days to get to Tall Hill. Uh, when you arrive there, there's some initial fright as this mm. silver headed uh, dragon ship descends gracefully into the uh, center of the town. And then when they see their heroes disembark mm-hmm. from the airship. There's a rousing round of applause. Yay. Yeah, bring you bare necessities. <laughs> we got wood. I still have that song in my head but, now. God. But not food. Base, base necessities, I think. I feel like nails and stuff like that. Yeah. Nails. <laughs> Your farm is failing. Here's a cup of nails. I mean, they can cut wood down, but like, yeah, you need a blacksmith to make nails. Come on, gotta get into the game. <laughs> <laughs> so something, something that uh, 
is is fairly quickly uh, noticed as as you guys are sort of stretching your legs a little bit, you know, walking around the the familiar setting of Tall Hill, is that somebody had taken upon themselves to uh, etch into the side of the tavern, the dancing rapier, the likeness of the five of you. What? (laughs) Five? Well, Brita. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Good, she gets included. It better be the biggest. It's beautiful. What? Just up front, in front of everybody. <laughs> and we're legit. Does anybody know who did it? Oh, um, well, the owner the owner would say that um, uh, it, was, it was like just a couple of townsfolk who, who were very taken with uh, your group, especially during the celebration. Um, any farmers, perchance? <laughs> so the other side is like a sexy portrait of just Vanna sprawled out. Because <laughs> the farmer took it upon himself to do your own. I'm very well endowed in this. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I should have said... I should have said six and like the six was Ghost Carson just like standing behind you <laughs> waving. <laughs> Rest in peace, Ghost Carson. <laughs> Do you leave someone in charge here? The sheriff? Is the sheriff the mayor kind of thing? Yeah, sheriff's in charge, yeah. Reginald Harding. And you notice that when you get back, when, when he strolls out to meet you, he is stone cold sober. Whoa! <laughs> he looks... Well, I don't know if he can take responsibility to that, because, I mean, who knows what, what happens in people's dreams. Um... <laughs> He, he looks like he's 10 years younger and he's he's like alert and not slurring his speech. He gives everyone a vigorous handshake. Yay. Good to see you, Reginald. You look good, man. Hi, welcome back to Tall Hill. Every, everyone here missed you. We missed you too, Reginald. I'm sure you'll have a report written up for me soon about what's been going on in town. Oh, yes, uh... Starts t- walking backwards. A report. Uh, you can do that later. Don't worry. No rush. Kelly's <laughs> <laughs> just taking over. <laughs> Spruce is going to give like some quick pleasantries to you know whoever's around. Then he's just going to take off towards the farm looking for dog. <gasps> over the distance. Over the hill. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Can you, like, roll an animal handling check and this will be for, like, you calling to dog? Yeah. Didn't we leave dog with someone, though? Like, With Enna. With Enna. Yeah. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> you get your dyslexic and yell God instead. It's rolling bardic inspiration <laughs> or a little bardic inspiration. Okay, good, I guess. <laughs> but you're too spiteful to give Spruce Bark inspiration. <laughs> My fucking dog. It never was your dog. Not I, once. I fed him scraps. Okay, well he doesn't come out when you're whistling, but he 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 jumps up on you when you enter the farmhouse. Oh, he's a good boy. He's like sniffing sniffing your crotch for a while. <laughs> well, you know. As dogs do. do. Yeah. As dogs do. I'm gonna give him his new collar. You put it on. Yeah. You look badass. I already forget what it does. 
It lets me like communicate, or what does it do? It just talks like a people. <laughs> it just so, talks like a people. Tom, Tom has made a joke that it makes that it makes him talk. <laughs> what was it? He's more obedient with it or something? No. He can, he can be a fighting guy. It's turned into what Airbutt or something? Does that dog talk? <laughs> he can. Hey, Bruce. <laughs> Nothing in the rule book that says a dog can't play D and D. I didn't write it down. I don't remember. Uh, Air nerds. So based on the different intonations of your whistle, it can either turn him into a temporarily into a war horse or into a dire wolf. That's right. So badass. No, he can just talk now. (laughs) (laughs) So useful. He's just like all the you just find out that all the barking is like, hey, 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 hey. Hey! Hey! Yeah, he's not any smarter. <laughs> that was a Far Side comic, like a Gary Larson mm-hmm. Far Side comic. I don't know if anybody remembers that, but like a guy, just like this man invents like a an earpiece that lets him understand dogs, and he's just walking down the street, and all these dogs are barking at him. They're just like, hey, hey, hey! <laughs> uh, Marigold will go up to uh, Gilladob after everyone settles in and sort of inform him that some of the uh, magic items that uh, had been recovered had been sold and as I said before uh, Gilly had sort of given a little bit of a deposit uh, I guess in order to enable Tall Hill to make contacts to sell those items more easily was that the idea? Yeah I fronted them the money Okay uh, I can't remember what your down payment was, but um, they've sold a couple, and and your sh- share is uh, three hundred. Oh, excellent! Nice. Thank you very much, Marigold. And I'm assuming that you're going to get the remainder of the dragon bone that's in your possession to Enna. Yeah. So that she yeah. can synthesize the rest of it. Yep. Is there a way to do that without really coming in contact with that diamond? Nope. It's in the hole, right? All in the hole. Yeah, it is. Hmm. Me and I okay. won't touch the diamond. I'll do my Who's best. Higher... Maybe we should go uh, higher talk to the wizard. I was going to say go talk to the wizard, yeah. Um, yeah. See if Invedius can figure out a way to, to maybe shield us from this thing. Yeah, what's his name? Invidious? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So as you contemplate the logistics of opening the hole and not getting mind blasted by a curse, uh, we'll we'll end off there. And we'll, that's where we'll pick up next time. As Vanna approaches the farmhouse, seeing a very <gasps> lusty-eyed farmer <gasps> in the distance. <laughs> <laughs>